Hello, and welcome to another episode of State of the Nova Nation. Chris Stangiel is too busy being an office slave, but we're fortunate to have Kayla Smith, who's back for round two. Thanks so much for having me on the show, Eugene. We got some playoff football, some other goodies coming up this weekend. But, you know, first we're going to take it back a little bit, and we're going to go over the start of Big Five play for men's and women's basketball. On Tuesday, men's basketball took on the Penn Quakers at the historic Palestra. Did you get to watch? Well, the real question, I think, is did you get to watch? Oh, I did. And I went out of my way. It wasn't easy. (laughs) It wasn't easy to watch this game because I didn't realize that it was only on a regional network and not a national network. So I had to go out of my way, dish out 10 bucks to pay for a streaming service because I really wanted to watch this game. (laughs) Actually, Patrick Farrell, I saw him tweet that he did the same thing. Yeah, I thought it would be on like a, I'll be able to get it on the East Coast. I've been able to get regional games before in New York, but unfortunately this one was not one of those games. Should have just gone down to Philly, I guess. I mean, that would have been easier. Yeah, but the toll for the GW Bridge is probably more than the 10 bucks <laughs> to pay for the stream itself. That's fair. But yeah, I, uh, I caught the game down in the pit, the dining hall in Maine, and... I left and watched the rest of it with my friends, but the beginning of the game I saw there, and I heard some kids actually sitting near me talking about the game, uh, which was interesting. I told my roommate when Josh Hart came in, I told her why he didn't start, and we were just talking about that. And then the kid behind me just loudly yelled out, wait, why didn't Archie start? No, he which, didn't. Um, no, he didn't. Yeah, he did not yeah. do that. <laughs> Stop. No, 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 no. But he did not do that. No, it's it's not over. Like that was bad, and I. Is laughed. he a freshman? Is this <laughs> is this person a freshman? Stop! No, I actually know him. He's in my grade. Oh. Um, we're we're not friends. Don't worry. But <laughs> he he said that, and I like thought that was bad. And then someone else at his table replied with, "Oh, I uh, I think he went to the NBA." Oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> just hurt me a lot. <laughs> See if they were freshmen. Okay, maybe. All right, you're a little lost. All right, it's your first time. But you, how did you not know that you graduated already? Oh, no. I just, I was in pain. And I, I, I think you said something about how he thought Dante was Archie later, which also doesn't really make sense since he has red hair and, you know, the numbers are different among other things. But it's just bad. So, yeah, I, I caught the game like usual. And uh, interesting things happened to me this time. <laughs> I, I can't believe this. This is so upsetting. This is so upsetting. The guy literally wore number 15, one of the greatest to ever grace the pavilion court, and you just don't know when he left, <laughs> that he left. I was so upset. No, you don't even know. I just, like, my roommate, and she doesn't even, like, she's not a basketball person, but even she was like, wait, what? Like, is he kidding? And then his friend, yeah, his friend answers with, oh, he went to the NBA. And I was just, like, sitting there contemplating my existence for a minute. Like, how, what school do I go to? Like, what what have I done to deserve this? And then some kid on their table piped up and told them they were being stupid and that he graduated. And, I mean, I felt a little better. But, yeah, that, that hurt me a little bit. Whoever that guy is that corrected all of them, shout out to that guy. <laughs> yeah, I didn't have to go over there and tell them what's up. <laughs> so... I, I, this is, we're just going to have to move on. We're just going to have to move forward. <laughs> there were a number of notable things that came out of this first game, first Big Five game against Penn. First off, not only did Chris Jenkins, the national champion hero, 
score a game-high 22 points, and shot an efficient 6-7 of seven from deep to help Novo win 82-57 to 57 over Penn. He also joined the 1,000-point club, reaching the milestone while he shot a pair of free throws after a technical foul was called on the UPenn bench. Shout-out to Mr. Jenkins. Yeah, that was really cool to watch. It was fun to see his, uh, his two free throws, and that was cool to have both of those go in. Um, and then, I mean... We'll talk about it later, but his his lack of excitement after that was interesting. But uh, him and Josh Hart actually are the only players right now playing that have a thousand points. And then Archie and Ochefu are on that list. They graduated in the spring, in case no one knows. In case you made it this far into the show, <laughs> if you weren't disgusted <laughs> by the blasphemy you heard, they they have graduated. Archie <laughs> Diacono and Daniel Ochefu have graduated. God. Yeah, and they actually put up, I saw yesterday in the Davis Center, they put up a Chefu's, like, big sticker thing on the wall. I don't know. It's like a fathead kind of of him in his new uniform for the NBA. That's pretty sweet. That's a pretty nice touch. Yeah, we'll be, we'll be looking to see Archie up there, maybe. Hopefully. Hopefully. Hopefully he'll grind his way out of the D-League. Yeah, then kids will realize he graduated. Or, or they'll just be like, wow, you know, it's funny. You have the same last name of this guy who's currently on the team. <laughs> maybe and that's they still won't be able to spell it. <laughs> yeah, also true. And when, you know, kind of talking about big signs, big stickers, big fat heads, there was, a, while Jenkins was taking those two free throws, there was a kid holding a giant Kermit the Frog, sipping the tea. Right behind him, there was a giant crying Jordan face, both eye level right in front of Jenkins, these two kids just holding it like front row. And it kind of got me thinking, we need more signs at the pavilion. Not only do we need more signs, we need the people sitting close to the basket close to the shooters, like eye level, whatever line of sight that they're on, they need to have the most distracting signs around. We need good signs and we need distracting ones. Do you agree with this? I'd agree with that. I have uh, actually one of my good friends, especially at the Wells Fargo Center, he dresses up as a banana when they try to shoot their free throws and he's gotten them to miss a couple times that way. Wait, that's but... your that's a friend? I know that. I've seen that guy before <laughs> oh in the stand. Yeah, like I hate him, but that's like one of my best friends, Scott, banana man. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. I think I literally tweeted about this one time. I was like, wow. I literally <laughs> tweeted like, there is a guy in a banana suit in the student section right now. That's pretty great. I had no idea we're all connected. Yeah. I was undoubtedly right next to him. My grandma actually uh, told me to offer to pay him money to wear the suit so that she could tell where I was in the stands. <laughs> That's pretty funny. <laughs> it was great. But yeah, actually, um, you wouldn't know because you don't watch the games, but there's been a Free Amari sign that has been at every single game so far at the Pavilion. You know, even if I watched but, the games, I don't think the camera's looking at the signs. Unless okay, how did you see the, the two signs last night? Well, I was watching the game, but I'm, ta- I'm saying... <laughs> well, yeah, okay, all right, I'm sorry. Hold on, let me rephrase. All right. <laughs> it was hard to miss those two signs because they were literally on the floor holding them in front of the, uh, the stanchion or whatever you call the thing that holds up the basket. Stanchion, okay. As for the signs of the back, I did catch a Will Smith, but that was just about it. <laughs> I like that there was a crying Jordan one because it just reminds me of uh, in the pavilion last year for the championship game. They kept showing Jordan. He was rooting for UNC. And we would just boo him every single time he came on the screen. And it was such a weird basketball fan moment to happen. That is pretty strange. I, you know, after Jenkins made that championship shot, or while while that shot was going in, uh, they panted, they had like a reaction of Jordan and he just sat there and he was just like I knew it I knew it was going right in yeah. <laughs> he, he was pretty bitter he was pretty sad he was crying 
Maybe not. Not, not as much as uh, the iconic one, but that's what it always makes me think of. I can't lie. But a free Omari side is pretty good. It's pretty important. We need the NCAA to know <laughs> that <laughs> what they're doing is pretty wrong. I don't know if you read, yeah, but I know NC State has like a couple guys. Of course, NC State. Well, like who else <laughs> but NC State? But they have a couple guys who made some questionable uh, decisions. You know, apparently they played professionally overseas. Now they're back. And the NCAA is like, yeah, you guys, you guys can play. You guys, you guys oh, are man. good. Pocket, keep the, keep the, keep the money you made. It's okay. <sighs> Meanwhile, Amari Spellman, oh, you wanted to go to a private school? Oh, sorry, no, no, no. You're, you're out for the whole year. I have so many feelings. Uh, yeah, my, uh, my friend, actually, the banana kid, he and his other friend that lives across the hall from him, both in the quad, have free Amari signs up that everyone sees every day, and we're sticking to our guns. I mean, nothing is going to change because the NCAA. And ESPN and everything doesn't respect Villanova like they should, but hey, it's fine. I'm gonna give I'm gonna give ESPN some props because uh, guys like Jay Billis, they were all they were they were reaming the the NCAA for not letting Spellman play. Like they were confused. Like everyone just went on Twitter, and I wish you were there for our episode where we reacted to it because we were just not we were dumbfounded, we were confused, <laughs> and we were not happy campers. Yeah, it just doesn't make sense, honestly. Like I just, I'm mad. I was, I was like, I'm already, I'm still excited. I'm still like hype about our team this year. But it would have been so interesting just to see how that worked with him and Josh and Daryl and Jenkins. Like all of that together just would have been such a cool dynamic. And it sucks that we don't get it. All right, we need some, we need some happy news in here. We need some happy news. <laughs> we need to take it back. <laughs> um, Jenkins became the 63rd Wildcat to crack the Millennium Mark. After the game, he was asked about what 1,000 points meant to him, to which he said, quote, what does it mean? Not that much, end quote. Do you buy Jenkins' answer? <laughs> um, <clears throat> honestly, yeah, because he was sitting next to Jay and Josh Hart at the, the presser, and everyone seemed surprised and confused, unaware of it. Um, I think Jay Wright even turned and said something like, oh, really? Like, congratulations. Like, that's cool. Like, they genuinely just didn't. I think they weren't aware about it. And yeah, I think at the end of the day, after all of this, like he made, you know, the shot and so his hundred or thousand sorry shot uh free throw going in, I don't think that was a big concern for him. He's somewhere like eighty three percent from the line, I think. So another free throw isn't a big deal. Uh he's focused more on the team and that's what really Villanova's about, the team successes and things like that, not each individual player. He then went on to say, quote I haven't even had the time to think about it. Maybe when I'm done playing, looking back on it, I'll be like, wow, that was really cool, scoring 1,000 points and scoring 1,000 at the Palestra. But right now, I'm worried about the next game. End quote. Yeah, that's cool. End quote. Um, yeah, that's cool. I think that's another thing. But, I mean, also, when I heard that, like, looking back on his career, I don't think he's going to be like, oh, yeah, that one free throw was so fun in the Palestra. Plesture is a really cool place. I really am hoping I can get into a game there, uh, but there's nowhere near the national champion buzzer beating shot. You know. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna agree with you on that one. I <laughs> love to criticize, or not even criticize. I would say I love poking fun at like Villanova basketball players' answers because it's like so robotic. Oh, it's all about the team. I love putting on this jersey and playing Villanova basketball and playing for Nova Nation. But honestly, this is the first time, well, I, I will buy this. I will buy this completely. I think, honestly, if he could, 
he could have three career points to his name, have that be the shot, and he'd be perfectly content with how his life went. Oh, yeah, undoubtedly. So 1,000, it was definitely not on his radar. And when you have the shot on your resume, <laughs> no one's going to look at all 997 points, honestly. Yeah, you, you don't care. No, like, it's cool. It's a really it's a really cool thing. Um, And, like, I'm proud of him and stuff. You know, like, it's exciting. But compared to everything else, like, it doesn't really – it's not a big deal, you know? Yeah, I just love how everyone was just confused, like, oh, oh I, yeah, sure, sure, Chris, yeah, congrats. Yeah. <laughs> I love that Jay didn't know. That's my favorite thing. <laughs> it was like extra Gatorade for Chris. Like, yeah. <laughs> no problem. So thanks to Chris Jenkins, the seniors, and the rest of the team, the Wildcats have now won 15 straight games against Big Five opponents, a new city record. They also haven't lost a game played in November in four seasons. So if your name is Chris Jenkins, Dale Reynolds, Josh Hart, you have gone through the month of November without any losses over your four years. So 26 wins all in all. Is it safe to say Villanova runs Philadelphia? And although it's only been one game so far, can you pencil in Nova as big five champs? Ooh. All right. I'm super, super, super superstitious. And I could say that a thousand other times, super. I'm so superstitious, so I'm not going to say anything about champions or championships. But, yeah, I definitely see us having a good year. I'll, I'll say that. You've been spending way too much time around the basketball team. All right. <laughs> you don't even – I went last year uh, before the championship game. I wore Josh Hart's jersey to mass because the night of the Final Four, before it, we were all talking, and I said, like, write it down right now. If we win tonight, I'll wear Josh Hart's jersey to mass tomorrow and then we won so i did because i don't want to be the reason we didn't win <laughs> i'm very <enough>. superstitious <laughs> <laughs> the, uh were you there the day when arch went to mass or i think it was like the week after and everyone was just in awe oh look <laughs> arch is in mass arch is here at church what is he doing but yeah, yeah i actually have um one of my friends last year always sat like a couple rows behind him so she would let me know whenever he was there yeah, he would come in with, like, his uh, manager friends and a couple guys on the team. <laughs> Everyone just starts whispering to each other, like, turning around. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's pretty great. It's pretty good to watch. But, yeah, I mean, I see us definitely having a great year. Uh, St. Joe's is rebuilding. They lost DeAndre Bembry. He's on the NBA now with the Hawks. And they lost a couple of their seniors. You know, like, that Temple's very young. So we really have the core of our team. We lost Archie and we lost our Chefu. But besides that, we've got all our guys. We have people who can – fill in for them we are really versatile we've been working together really far even with booth out with an injury and different things happening our players are all working really well and i'm excited to see how this season goes yeah i know you're not gonna comment on a big five championship but i'm gonna go out there and say (laughs) don't just pencil it in you take a paintbrush and you write in villanova big five champions you could take a sharpie a permanent marker villanova will definitely run the big five I don't see them not sweeping the rest of the schools. Like you said, St. Joe's is rebuilding. LaSalle has a lot of new guys. Temple is young. Josh Hart, Chris Jenkins, and Daryl Reynolds will not know the feeling of losing a Big Five game. They're going to go on undefeated. I hope so. I just knocked on wood for you, but I hope so. <laughs> yeah, I, I could see that happening, potentially. So, we're going to take a little, little sidestep. Now, have you ever competed in those games? Like, you know, when they have, like, timeouts, like, they'll bring, like, someone out from the crowd, they'll shoot some free throws or, like, shoot a three or go for, like, a half-court shot, anything like that. Have you ever done that before? 
actually, yeah, I did last year. Um, I was at the pavilion and they had me go up and it was like name that tune, I think is what it's called. You know, they play like part of a song. You have to guess what. Wait, really? Yeah. And I went up there and I was so stressed. Like, I didn't know. I was just so nervous because I was like, I really like music. I know what's up. But I just like, I was like, I'm just going to mess up in front of all these kids. It was like the second game. Like all my new friends, I'm going to look like an idiot. (laughs) So we get out there and I'm like talking to the guy. I was like, can you just tell me? Like, I won't even tell anyone. Like, just tell me. Like, I the gift card, it's like a $10 gift card or something. I was like, please just tell me, like, I'll give you the gift card. And he's like, no, you'll definitely know it. You'll know it. And I was like, no, like, really? And he just, like, looks at me. He's like, the song's from Shrek. And I was like, what? Like, and then it was um, All Star, Smash Mouth. It was just beautiful. <laughs> I got it. What's great is that I feel like I've noticed that with those Name That Tune songs, it's never really something, like, complicated. Just watching people go up there. I just feel like it could be something totally obvious, like the Star Spangled Banner, and I'll pick something totally unrelated, just just out of sheer nervousness. I don't <laughs> I know what so it is. Like, that would just give me anxiety. Like the Dunkin' Donuts cup game. Like if I was up there. Okay, that game is fake. No, that game. Mm, no, conspiracy theory. That game, they always just trick you. It's not real. And there you have it. And my friends always like fight over which one wins, and then like none of us are ever right because it's not even a good game. So let me ask you, how do they pick who goes up there? I've always wanted to, I've always, I remember freshman year, sophomore year, I was just like, man, I really just want to shoot some free throws and maybe I embarrass myself, but hey, at least I get to take home the prize. <laughs> um, I don't really know. I was kind of like with my friends, I made a lot of signs last year. I don't think I had a sign of that game. I think I was just being like loud and annoying. And I was with like a bunch of guys from my hall and a couple of, like, of my other friends. And so they just saw me, like, being loud and annoying. This guy walked up, and he was just like, oh, hey, like, do you want to come, like, be in this contest? And I was in, like, in the middle of the student section up. Like, I was sitting kind of near the, the aisle, but just up in the middle, not near the front or anything. So I just went up, and he had me sit, like, court side and just wait until, like, they had a timeout. And then I went out there and guessed the correct Shrek song and thought I was gonna die because I was so stressed but I got like I don't even know it was like ten dollars for Dunkin Donuts I'm not even sure it's usually something around there like maybe like 20 25 I don't know but I am I'm jealous I am now jealous <laughs> I've always wanted to just shoot a three or something I've always just wanted to show to the world that I can make threes and win a gift card <laughs> yeah I mean I'm glad mine wasn't like a physical activity thing because I haven't played basketball since like my sophomore year of high school I just like to watch so as a timeout game connoisseur, expert, <laughs> at, the, at the Penn Villanova game, there were a couple, couple notable ones. So they had one game, they had a tricycle race. They got two students from the crowd to race on tricycles for some free tacos. And then they had a half-court shot for a Jaguar. Now, I remember they had a half-court shot at the Wells Fargo Center. I think it was against Georgetown last year. And the winner won, like, I think $1,000 th- to the Apple Store. This does not compare. If you had to pick, are you tricycling for tacos or are you taking a half-court heave for a Jaguar? All right. I'm going to preface this by saying, again, I haven't played basketball since I was a sophomore in high school. And uh, actually, I think it was my senior year of high school. I won a tricycle race around the high school. So I'm pretty, pretty confident I could get those tacos. And I'm a really big fan of tacos. I wouldn't know what to do with a Jaguar. I'd probably sell it or give it to my dad. 
So I honestly, I should go for those tacos. I like tacos a whole lot. I, I'm right there with you. I love tacos. I think tacos are great. I think they're brilliant. Um, you just said you wanted a, a chance to show people that you can make three-pointers. Why don't yeah. you go for the half-court shot? See, that's the thing. See, recently, I have actually injured my shoulder Okay. playing basketball. I actually tore it last year playing basketball. And then right when I'm okay, to about like a week or two in, I end up tearing the other one. So if I were to go for a half-court heave, it would go all but five feet. And, oh of God. course... Of all the people in the stands, probably like eight people would understand my plight, while everyone else would probably just laugh at me and become a meme. So <laughs> I'm going to spare myself the embarrassment, and I will get on the tricycle, <laughs> and I will tricycle around for tacos. But if you ask me this question next year, so totally shoot for a Jaguar. Yeah. No, actually, I have a friend from Colorado that reminds me. She she can make three-pointers backwards. I don't, like, I, I don't know how that works. I don't know if she can make them forwards, but she can make three-pointers backwards. So I would I would put her on the line for the half court shot for a jaguar if she like, promised to sh- split it with me. How well can she shoot a three pointer backwards? If you sh- I've, no, I've never seen her miss. Wait, what? Yes, never in my entire life have I seen her miss. We used to play. We were on the same cross country team. We would have like pickup games after practice at just the courts at our high school, and she would just always do them. I don't know why. Like she just could do it. She tried to teach me one time, and it like doesn't make sense. She's like, "You look through your legs and angle yourself." And like, no, she just can do them. I've never seen her miss once in my life. That's that's pretty amazing. You know, some amazing <laughs> people. You know, Banana Man. You know, a girl that can shoot threes backwards. <laughs> you, you, you know, I, I know the guy that doesn't know that Archie graduated. I mean, yeah, you just seem to know everybody. <laughs> connected. But can we just talk about this brand new Jaguar? Does it not no. get any more Ivy League and mainline than that? Oh, my God. I can't even – no, I genuinely cannot even conceptualize. Like, you said tacos, and I was like, that's amazing. I would save, like, $10. That's great. Like, that would make my week. Getting a Jaguar, like, what? I, I, why? Just someone pay for my tuition, please, instead. That's also true. Honestly, I'd, I'd probably just take the free tuition. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's a good, why don't they have that? Why is it that not a prize? Free tuition for a year. That's what I'm saying. No, at uh, my, my my dad teaches at CSU, and I think they had a half-court shot for free tuition, and some girl got it, which is – but also, I mean, on that stream of Ivy League main line, I mean, they, they don't really need free tuition, I guess, is what their school's assuming. Yeah, I can't so. say uh, – <laughs> man, uh, I – there, there are some choice words you can say about this whole thing, but we will not say that on this family-friendly, all-inclusive show. <laughs> it's pretty ridiculous. You know, you just have some kid driving out of this brand-new Jaguar. Genuinely cannot imagine in my entire life something like that happening. Wow. So at halftime, they had a band of little drummer boys perform. It was pretty crazy. I don't know if you saw the video. I, I sent it to you. I got, like, a couple videos sent to me about the show, and I had never seen anything like what they did. They were, like, machines out there. Their hands must have been moving at 5,000 movements per second. Like, I don't even know how they were doing this. They are all so in sync, and it just was awesome. What's the best halftime show you've ever seen at a basketball game, and what was the worst halftime show you'd ever seen at a basketball game? <laughs> uh, no, I did see that video, and it was really cool. Um... I really like music, as you can tell. I know all the Shrek songs. Um, so that was a cool thing. But, I mean, honestly, it doesn't compare to a thing I saw last year. And there was, like, a dog thing. 
like they were throwing frisbees and these dogs would run and catch them i don't even the dogs were dancing it was probably the best thing i've ever seen in my entire life i remember that that was awesome yeah i don't think i've ever been so entertained like genuinely ever in my life uh so that one for sure i love dogs but for the worst one yeah uh, i don't really watch the shows usually i i go to basketball games with my friends who also are obsessed with basketball and we just talk about the game or watch the game so then halftime is when we sit down and talk to each other about well usually about how the first half went but sometimes about other things too we don't have time to watch i don't know i don't even know what goes on the people dance and things but i'll stop and watch dogs what about you what was your best and worst now i had a hard time deciding because that dog one was probably tied for first but i'll go with my other one because you know if we just have if we just agree on everything like what, what's the point like why have this show but it's dogs it was it was pretty sick <laughs> i hope that they i hope that they come back again because i think they came back a couple times i don't know but good i want to see them again okay yeah what did you like besides the dogs then for me my favorite one was this group of like seven-year-olds doing like stunts and tricks with jump ropes like i never knew it was possible like i I honestly don't know how they did. It was just so mesmerizing. It was like the dog show in that I watched every <laughs> second and I was entertained. And the crowd got into it because they were entertained. And it was just like cool to watch. For the worst show, it was actually pretty recent. It was a couple weeks ago. I was covering the 2K Classic at the Garden. And they got two strangers to come up and play a game of 2K at halftime. And not only did they – they didn't – you know, yeah, it was on the jumbo screen. But it could have been done so much better. They they had like a 30-inch TV on the side where these guys are playing on. And then they just got a camera and they just like angled it at the TV. Oh my god. It's like those amateur YouTube uh, when people illegally record things or like want to show this video. Someone recording a TV playing that. It was just so poorly done. Why are two guys playing 2K at halftime? Why is this a thing right now? There are so many better things. I mean, that could potentially. No, that just sounds awful. Is okay. I'm not obviously. I'm not like a video game person. Is that the game where you can pick like the different players on your team? It is the. You could do that. That is a mode, but it is the NBA. It's basically the NBA video game. But yeah, you can do like the like the street court and like pick yes. people. Yes. Okay, I was in my friend's. Okay, it was the Banana Kid. I was in the Banana Kid's room the other day, and uh, he was playing against his friend, and his friend picked all different Michael Jordans, like from different years and like different teams. So he got five Michael Jordans against like Steph Curry and like LeBron and a couple other people, and that was entertaining. So entertaining. That would have been great to see at halftime. I'll tell you that. See, that's great because they were your friends. These were just two random guys. <laughs> Did <laughs> they um, even know each other? Like, were they smack talking or anything? Nope, nope. They just picked them from the crowd. They're like, oh, you're from that school? Great. Oh, you're from that school? Awesome. But, you know, how about you guys play some 2K at halftime? That sounds awful. It was so bad. It was so bad. <laughs> but back to real life. Heading back to real life. Everyone in Nova's starting lineup scored in double figures. And Josh Hart, too. But he wasn't in the starting lineup. Because he came late to a weightlifting sesh. Dante DiVincenzo got his first ever start. Which is awesome. I, like, I'm on the Phil Booth fan club. I'm on the Dante DiVincenzo defense squad, honestly. I'm so excited for him. Me and my friends, uh, we, because he was in our year, he redshirted last year, but he played a couple games. And so we always saw him on South Campus, and then we saw him in the games, and it was really cool and exciting to see a freshman playing, and he did really well. We called him Dante Rebound. Like, it was so cool. Um... So I'm excited to see 
how he does this year. I remember hearing he was a big part of the practices um, in the spring, and he's one of the reasons we did so well in the tournament. So I'm excited really to see what he does and how he plays. Like it, It's too bad that Hart didn't start, and it's too bad that that's the reason. But uh, I'm happy that Dante got a, got a chance. Dante rebound. I like that. That's a pretty good nickname. <laughs> I, I mean, it suits him well. I mean, the guy can get up there. Yeah. Now, this is the second straight game in which a senior captain was removed from the starting lineup after some shenanigans. Against Charleston, Eric Pascal started over Jenkins, who was late to class, and now you got Josh Hart coming late to lift. What's going on with our senior captains? What What is this? Uh, I mean, there's a lot of things that it could be. My roommate and I, after we left the pit last night, we were walking back to our room. We were got to talking, and we kind of decided that it was uh, the two of them messing with each other is probably what happened because uh, Hart's known as a jokester, and... I don't know. So we saw Jenkins asking Hart if he thought he could skip a class. And after he said, yeah, and then he got in trouble, Josh Hart maybe asked him what time weightlifting was the next day. And he told him a half an hour too late. So he would get in trouble too. But, you know, that would be funny, but I don't really think that that's it. Uh, I really do see Jay Wright making sure, making sure to make a point that they can't slack off just because they're national champions or making sure that things happen, you know. He's holding them accountable, uh, the two of them probably more so than the rest of the team. And I like that he's making a point to be tough, and in the end of the day, it'll it'll make him better. You think Jay is totally going, Ryan would never do this. Come on, you guys have to be more like Ryan. <laughs> oh my god, I hope so. That would be so like funny. A dad, like a dad moment. I saw a tweet today, and it was like uh, something like classic dad moves. And I usually think of my dad, but this one made me think of Jay Wright because it was like making sure he's a head coach of all his son's teams. And it was a picture of like a dad with like all these little kids. And I was like, oh, it's Jay and Archie. That's pretty good. That You know, after all, they did call Arch his son. They they called him Jay Wright's son. That was it. Oh, yeah. I'm very I'm, – I'm looking forward to the day after Archie's wonderful NBA career where he comes back and he's – the assistant coach and maybe he'll take over the mantle from Jay. That's that's the dream for me. I can totally see that happening. I totally see Arch being Jay's right hand man somewhere, somewhere down the line. Yeah. Now, kinda adding to the bad news. Well it wasn't totally bad news. You know, yeah, they they got benched a little bit, but they end up playing well. But as the presidente of the Phil Booth Appreciation Club, <laughs> Mr. Booth was out one once again and listed as probable for their next game against St. Joe's, which will be at the Pavilion this Saturday. How do you feel about Mr. Booth's knee right now? Um, I'm mad at it because it's not doing what it's supposed to do. But, I mean, honestly, the whole situation, Jay Wright said after the game, it's not a big deal, and I really do trust him. I mean, his suit was great. He was back to the three-piece. I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to see Booth. I don't think... I don't think we'll see him on Saturday. That would be cool, but I think they'll give him more more time to rest. Really, it's early in the season. They want to make sure that he's in prime condition. They don't want to hurt him now or overexert him. Uh, better to be conservative now and then have him later in the season when we really do need him rather than have him start out too early and take longer even just to get back in the groove of things or risk injuring himself again. Yeah, especially in this non-conference portion. Like, their schedule looking ahead, just, you know, there are no tough guys on the schedule just yet. So you, yeah. you definitely want him to be 100, 110%. You know, you don't, you, there's no need to rush him. 
they're not playing Virginia next or you know there's there's time there's time yeah undoubtedly that's yeah I'm not I'm not nervous at all about it I'm very okay with him sitting out and getting rest and healing and he's not the only injured one Tim Delaney as you you know you're his classmate um, he has he's had that hip problem. He got surgery for it. That's why he was out all of last year. But now his hip's starting to bother him again. And it's been nagging him to start the season. That's why we haven't seen him out much. And he's slated to get an MRI at some point this week. How do you feel about Mr. Delaney? Yeah, that's that's another story. Uh, I really hope they figure out that soon. I remember seeing him last year on South Campus hobbling around on crutches, and it just – it would be awful because I know he worked really hard and I know he did everything over the summer and all all last season. He didn't, you know, take a day off. He was always out with the team. He went to all the games. He did everything he could. So it would just be really frustrating if that had to happen another season. So I hope they figure out soon what's going wrong. And I hope they – I am definitely more concerned about that than with uh, Booth's knee. It would just – you know, you don't want to see someone – injured just hate to see that especially when it, you know you have one year you go through it and then you just get hurt again it's just so disheartening and you definitely don't want to see that happen to tim or even with phil you know you don't want these health problems on anybody yeah definitely so on the bright side i got some good news from my bosses and my friends over at big east coast bias my other employer they pointed this out to me yesterday as of right now the big east has the most undefeated teams left in its conference with four teams obviously nova but then you also have Creighton, Xavier, and Butler. After that, the ACC has three undefeated teams in its conference. And then the rest of the Power Five conferences, the Big Ten, Big 12, Pac-12, and the SEC, have two each. Who says the quote-unquote new Big East is dead? so excited. I was talking to one of my friends yesterday about this, and she was like, yeah, I wish we were in the Big Ten or like something else. It would be more fun. It would be more exciting. I was like, nah, you'll see it. the Big East. It's a basketball conference. It's why I'm here. It's, it'll, it'll be good this year. I'm excited. Now, there's a common argument. I'm sure you've seen it on social media. I'm sure you've seen it on the interwebs. I really don't want to bring it up because it irritates me, but I hope that this, you know, this current bit of news can kind of disprove it. The whole, oh, if Villanova was in a quote-unquote real conference, they'd be like the fourth-best team. Like, we just won the national championship. How how did that not debunk all of those quote-unquote theories? I I just don't get it. Right now, you got the Big East. They're killing it with four undefeated teams right now. Yeah, people are saying, you know, we've had an easier schedule. We've whatever this or that so far. At the end of the day, we're national champions. We haven't lost a game since Seton Hall wrongly took the Big East from us. Like, that was forever ago, you know. I can't, like, let's go. Let's have something to back up your argument first, you know. I'm going to take a page out of Jay's playbook, and we, we don't, we're not going to acknowledge the haters in the media. We're just not going <laughs> to think about it. We're just going to have attitude, and we're just going to work hard every day. Actually, all the different conferences only have two each that are undefeated. Last night, the UNC Tar Heels, who are in the ACC, lost to Indiana 71-60. to So it's just the Big East that knows what's up. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you're right. You're right. <laughs> you're right. All right. All right, you can take over the show now. <laughs> all right. It's been, it's been good having you here. Now we're going to transition over to the women's basketball team. 
They also started Big Five play last night at the Pavilion against LaSalle. I had a night class, 6-9, to nine, but we get a 10-minute break, and I ran over from Bartley to watch some of the game. Saw half of it, and then I uh, <laughs> came back for the very end of my class. Half of it doesn't sound like 10 minutes. Oh, I, I saw the end of the first half. What is it? You don't even know what that the UNC had lost, okay? They lost two big games. One was last night, and one was April 4th, 2016. True. Did you catch the women's game last night, or have you not seen any of those either? <laughs> yes, yes, I did. I did get to uh, catch it. Uh, it was a really, it was a really exciting game. You know, following recent women's basketball trends, it was not an easy one, and it was super close coming down the stretch. Like we've talked about before, you know how the Wildcats—they've always been like a basket or two away from winning. Finally, they caught that break. They finally got it. The baskets fell their way. Yeah, it was great. They they finally pulled it out. I was really happy about that. From what I saw, they were down two when I left. And they were trailing 38-36 at the end of the third quarter. But then they went on an 8-2 run to take the lead to start the fourth quarter. LaSalle was right behind, but they went cold in the last two minutes of the game, which is really what we've been needing the the past couple of games the Wildcats have needed. And uh, we made the free throws this time. We put the game out of reach, ended up winning 52-49 to 49 to beat their big five rivals and end the three-game losing streak and also end LaSalle's three-game winning streak. Yeah, Adriana Hahn was fantastic. You know, she led the Cats with 20 points, and then Alex Lewin added another 13. Those two seem to be doing most of the work right now. You know, with the Corey Twins graduated, they seem to be taking up most of the load. And then for LaSalle, leading scorer Amy Griffin was held to just 16 points after averaging 20 per game coming in. Yeah, we were able to do that, even though we shot worse than them on the floor. We only got 32.1%, and we only had 14.3% from beyond the arc. So somehow through all of that, we managed to pull a win out. The key was really the defense, which caused 14 turnovers for LaSalle, and we did a good job taking care of the ball. We only gave it up six times. Yeah, you know, it's like they say, defense was championships. Got, can't, can't go far without a good defense. So, as the women's basketball expert, where do you see this win taking them? <laughs> um, moving forward in the season, I mean, now they improved to 2-4. Like the men's team, they're taking on St. Joe's on Saturday. They're headed to Hagen Arena in the outskirts of Philly to take on the Hawks. The Hawks are also 2-4. They'll be playing their first game in a week. And I think after this win, I see our momentum moving forward. I'm, I'm hopeful I could see us winning another one. What about you? Yeah, I don't think anything feels better than a win. And I feel like, you know, after you lose three games by less than, like, five points each, you know, you finally break through and you get that win. That's going to do a lot for your chemistry, a lot for your morale. Nothing brings a team closer than a win. That's definitely true. So, also this Saturday, along with those two games, there's playoff footballs in Brookings, South Dakota. Last time we talked about, well, their Grand Poobah, among other things. Hobo Day. Hobo Day. Well, yeah, the Grand Poobah is part of Hobo Day. Grand Poobah is not just part of Hobo Day. Grand Poobah is Hobo Day. Without the Grand Poobah, there is no Hobo Day. (laughs) All right. Sorry, I forgot you're the the expert of this. Maybe next year's Grand Poobah. A man can only hope. (laughs) Hey, you see us winning? That's what we talked about last time. Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, South Dakota State definitely has a scary quarterback that's thrown for all those touchdowns, and he's got a pair of 1,000-yard receivers. Even with all that, you know, the Wildcats are from one of the toughest football conferences in the FCS. 
So I think all that experience has served them well. They've definitely played some tougher teams out there. I think the way that this defense is clicking, the way that the team's rolling, I think Villanova will advance and beat the Jackrabbits on Saturday. Cool, yeah. Me too. I'm, I'm hopeful. Yeah, it's too bad no one seems to really know about our football team or any of our other things. They uh, actually asked one of their receivers about the team, about Villanova, and he said, I know they're the national champions in basketball. It's about it. So we'll, we'll let them know that we're better than they are in football soon. Yeah, that, that's a surprise to me just because, you know, Nova's made the NCAA tournament for the FCS over a dozen times over the years, and they won a national championship in 2009. That's not that long ago. So I just feel like, you know, you look at the bracket, you just see Villanova's there pretty consistently. I, I don't understand how you don't know more about their football program. Basically, yeah. I don't know what they're teaching the kids up there in South Dakota. <laughs> I mean, they're, they're focusing on Hobo Day, I guess. But, uh, you know, I came here for the basketball team. The Big East is a basketball conference. So, honestly, um, I, don't, I don't have a huge thing with that. But it's, it's ridiculous seeing how much we've succeeded in that. The football team, and he says that, um, I don't know, that track cross country, they succeed, but they're not recognized. I knew that coming into Villanova. Uh, that's one of the reasons I picked this school. But I honestly didn't think it would be this, this bad of a discrepancy between the sports. Yeah, it's a shame. I, I just wish that, you know, we got behind whatever team was doing well that year. You know, whether it's track, whether it's football, whether it's soccer, whether it's volleyball. You know, if someone's doing well, you got to support them. Like, how can you not? How can you yeah. not root for your, your school? Genuinely, even the women's basketball team doesn't get any recognition. Was it better this time around? And did they do anything interesting like the Gettysburg Address? <laughs> oh, my God. Well, yeah, the last one I went to, there was – 11 kids, nine of them sang the National Anthem and left. At this one, there, I think there was probably a couple hundred, but not a surprise that part of that reason is because they made a big deal about you get extra lottery points if you go. So, I mean, at least it got bodies in the pavilion. I mean, yeah, it's good that, you know, it's kind of a shame how you have to build something for the men's basketball team in order to get some bodies into the stands. But, hey, you know, it worked out. You you got a couple hundred. That's pretty good. Ideally, you'd like to fill up the student section, but hey, you know, it sounds a lot better than that GW game you went to that only had like less than a dozen. Yeah, we got the win, so it helps where it counted. In other news, the swimming team is sending off eight people to the AT&T Winter National Championships in Georgia. Elise Peduti, Kaylin Today, Alexa Fabry, Emily Mayo, Darby Goodwin, and Taylor Wilson are all representing the women's team, while Jay Coyne and Andrew Kelly rep the men's team. Yeah, a little known fact, we actually have a great swimming program here at Nova. The women's team has won the Big East Championships in each of the last three seasons. The AT&T Winter National Championships started yesterday, and they'll go to the weekend, so I'll have to keep an eye on them. Also, kind of bringing it back on land, the men's and women's indoor track season is starting up again. For the men's team, this is the beginning of their Big East indoor track title defense. Both teams are heading right down the road to Haverford for the Jack Pyra Invitational. Both the men's and women's teams won this competition last year. Is it safe to expect more of the same? Yeah, I'm excited for this season. I think it'll be a good one. I really came here for basketball, but I'm super excited for track. Last year, I was so swept away with the championship and being over 2,000 miles away from my home, I didn't really have time. But 
I'm hoping to at least go to the Penn Relays and go to a couple things. Running was a big part of my last year of high school when I finally gave up after four seasons of injuries and illnesses. But I know a girl on the track team. Her name is Rebecca, so she might run on Saturday. I'm hopeful. And I see us doing really well. I'm excited. We have no mail today, but we have a special shout-out for Nova's track and field coach, Marcus O'Sullivan. He's a Nova alum, graduated in 84, four-time Olympian, two-time NCAA national champion. He's one of only three runners in practically all of history to have ever run the mile in less than four minutes over 100 times. And he's been the track and field coach at 800 East Lancaster Ave for 19 years. And now he can finally add Athletics Ireland Hall of Fame inductee to his resume, receiving the honor last night. Cheers to you, Mr. O'Sullivan. Yeah, that's cool. That's another thing that I think we should talk about more on campus. I'm excited about that. He graduated the same year as my dad, so that's always cool for me to have things like that. That's all the time we have for today. Thank you all for tuning in, listening to State of the Nova Nation. Please subscribe to us on iTunes if you haven't already. And also follow us on Twitter, at ViewBenchMob. Or you can follow me, Eugene Repay, on my own personal handle, at Repay 5 You can follow me, Kayla Smith, at K-A-Y-B-A-E, and then three underscores. Kayla, thanks again for coming on the show. It's been great to have you on. Yeah, thank you so much. I've loved being on it. Let me know if you ever need me again. For you, Nova Nation, happy Thursday. Have a great weekend. We'll catch you back next week.